0: I'll never be happy with this microphone
1: it always adjusts itself
0: it's the ghosts
1: yep the ghosts you know. who eat our pickles yeah and adjust Paige's mic stand yeah <laughs> Welcome to the eighty-sixth episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach.
0: My name is Paige.
1: I just had to check. It is eighty-six. I
0: thought you were going to say I had to check and make sure that was your name.
1: <laughs> <coughs> Let me just double check real quick. <laughs> right.
0: this quick. you are
1: indeed second. Paige.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I fell Can I behind. See
0: some ID license and registration.
1: <laughs> Watch out, bees! I fell behind on a, a few episodes, so it was hard for me to remember what. Uh, what episode this was? I released all three of them.
0: I saw the the Twitter. like
1: this morning or yesterday or whatever. Yeah, and everything on Instagram all at once. So uh, hopefully I can stay on top of these again. We'll see.
0: I believe in you.
1: But episode eighty six, we're talking about. I wanted to pick like an easier Joe Mama. Uh, easier topic. It's not Joe's Mama. Oh, it's venomous animals.
0: Mm. Slash poisonous animals.
1: Yeah, Paige's going to talk a little bit about poisonous animals and the difference between venomous and poisonous. Don't get it wrong.
0: Don't get it twisted.
1: Or the zoologists will come and find you. And kill ya! So there's a difference between venomous and poisonous. I'm going to talk. I'm going to have some stories about some venomous animals. Just some fun facts to share. Uh, Paige has got a lot of the the facts and science and types of animals and etc. So it's going to be cool.
0: It's science. It's science.
1: Easier episode. Not something super niche. Something a little more broad. All encompassing. But.
0: Excuse you. I resent that.
1: Before we get into the. Topic as it's we just do
0: steam rolling on over my comment
1: as we do every episode. How was your week?
0: Well, I'm just going to cycle back a little bit. Okay. W- niche. It's not a niche topic.
1: No, there's no issue with doing niche topics. I like when you pick niche topics. It's just we got to mix it up a little bit.
0: Okay. Whatever
1: mix it say. up from time to time. Whatever you say, dear. Our first episode was zombies and then we did ediamine, Amin and yeah. This oh, random person. That. Remember that episode on that random guy?
0: Yeah, I remember. Was that Milk Stashio?
1: <laughs> I was just making some shit up. I don't know.
0: No, we had that episode.
1: Oh, yeah. Who was that guy with Milk, st- milk st- Something Serial me- killer. Oh, yeah. I like that episode. Yeah, the shelf. The shelf. I liked that episode.
0: I didn't like that episode. Oh, I felt very overstimulated. Too many you, people were here. You,
1: you were overstimulated?
0: Yeah, too many people were here. Was that that episode? Yeah. I remember because the episode was like 30 minutes. Because I wanted people to leave.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, How was your week?
0: I'm an honest person. What do you want me to do? I speak nothing but the truth.
1: That was episode 68. We did episode 68 on Harold Shipman. You're right. I usually am. How was your week?
0: I got pulled over.
1: Yeah, you told me a little (laughs) bit about that. Why did you get pulled over, Paige?
0: Um... Because the sign didn't match the speed I was going.
1: Ah, don't you hate it when that happens?
0: It needs—it needed to catch up. Just the
1: worst. They need to put more signs with larger numbers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they need to... <laughs> you know, they have those nice signs that flash at you when when they tell you your speed? Yeah. That <laughs> we need more of those.
1: We're getting too dependent on the flashing lights and numbers. <clears throat> if we don't see one of those, we're not paying attention at all.
0: I was It was funny. I was in Wheaton... And I was going, where was I going? Southbound? I don't remember. I was on a road. A I was, direction. I was going a direction, and the cop was going the other direction. Um. And as soon as he saw me, he freaking, he was like, red car.
1: <laughs> red car going fast.
0: Red car going fast.
1: <clears throat> oh, wow. Who's where's, where's this zippy little bitch going? Was it a, a two-lane highway in either direction?
0: No, it wasn't even it a was, highway. No,
1: I mean, like, it was it was it a two-way?
0: Oh, Oh f- uh, for uh, four total lanes across yeah, four total lanes okay
1: across, yeah. so i wonder maybe
0: pull immediately pulled a Yui. immediately pulled a Yui. yeah okay. i was just like he's gonna
1: pull me the fuck yeah, over you must have been going and pretty he fast
0: waited so long to pull me over
1: yeah they got to call on the plate and they got to figure out where they're stopping and they got to observe your speed did you slow down as soon as you saw him flip around oh my god i slowed down as soon as i saw him <laughs> yeah but he clocked me it's too late got me quick yep They, 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 sometimes they don't need to use their radar on their car. They can just visually see that you're going too fast and they can estimate your speed. Okay.
0: Well, if I'm being honest,
1: based on how I was going fast, you were going fast. How fast are you going? I'm not telling you. Okay.
0: You'll be ashamed of me.
1: (laughs) I mean, you told me already, but (laughs) (laughs) no, that's, that's 60 and a 40, 60 and a 40. It's not terrible. And he, 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 what did he do? gave me a warning gave me gave you a warning exactly so cuz you're a good driver and you don't have a bad history so I don't
0: I don't have Keep any up history. the good driving Knock but, on wood for me I don't have any history
1: Um what was I going to say Oh I was telling Ale about when I was taking tests for police departments there was the question at the end that was like, based on, or relative to the posted speed limit, how fast is your oh, speed? Oh, yeah, you told me And about I wanted this. to answer honestly to those questions. Yeah. And normally it was like ten mi- five to ten miles over, which I still drive about five miles over the speed limit, like most people. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to answer honestly. I didn't want to feel like I was lying with that question. So after I started taking those tests, I was driving the speed limit all of the time. And I told you that, and for whatever reason, you... We're like, okay, I'm gonna start doing that too. And you were driving the speed limit, because I specifically remember you telling me one day that you don't speed, that you're always just driving the speed limit, you're driving nice and normal and everything. But all that's, that's because all it was my New
0: Year's resolution. I got a that's red right. sporty car. That's right.
1: Okay. Well you need to drive fast. What do fast. you want from me? Yeah. It's got uh, it's got a sport mode on it.
0: I was using sport <laughs> mode on my way here. I got into a little street race. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, it was it was their fault. They thought they could pass me.
1: Mm mm. That's,
0: this is my road
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: i like to be first
1: not gonna happen in a no in a sexy mazda no red mazda sport mode <clears throat> you gonna watch for those mazdas man they got sport mode <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was fun <laughs> plus you know it's it's geneva and st charles they've got those wide roads oh yep. no it was batavia batavia's mm-hmm. got that big road
1: mm-hmm. yeah kirk road yes
0: yep. oh that was fun
1: yep um yeah, some, I mean, sometimes I like to push the pedal every yeah. now and then, you know, flip around to a noticed, turn, no cars, and just punch <laughs> it. I've noticed that with it.
0: this car, my fun, <laughs> the pedal is soft, way too, way too close to the floor way too often. Yeah, yeah I yeah. have put the pedal to the metal literally yes. way too many yeah. times. I remember
1: my very first car, the pedal would like, I would never like i'd be terrified to do that but i feel like they've just been decreasing the distance that Thank this you. pedal can Thank go
0: you. i have touched the floor yes. so many times same yeah same thing and, you know i wouldn't do that in my fucking ford focus <laughs> right my little and dink ford focus but
1: it's so much fun to just slam that pedal oh to the ground God. and then your car just takes off i so. know but be careful oh, the watch out for cops <laughs> get yourself a cop radar <laughs> only do it when there are cops around. no not sound advice
0: um I saw my parents. We had a cookout for Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Um That was nice. Good food. Uh, what else? Work. That's about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Gonna go hang out with someone tomorrow. Hell, yeah. Pretty excited. Hell, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's a great way to stay in shape.
1: It's a great way to stay in shape. Yep. Just like we said. Yeah, just like we said. Oh, red-eyed tree frog.
0: How about you, Bubbas? Bubberino, Bubba-boo? Bubba-booey?
1: Uh... Let's see. Um,
0: Sweet baked baby beans. Ali
1: and I went to IHOP and we made the uh, Katarina. Katarina? That Lego. We made a Lego at the IHOP. We thank were the only people there. Thank
0: you not saying Legos.
1: And uh, some, some what?
0: I said thank you for not saying Legos. Yeah.
1: We made a Lego. Lego set. Went to IHOP. That was fun. Um, hung out with my dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we got sushi. 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 Remember we got sushi that yeah, one day. Yeah, I remember
0: that was good. Oh yeah, you're right. We got we got
1: sushi. We got sushi. We watched the first Fantastic Beast movie because oh, I had never yeah. seen it. Um,
0: you're remembering a lot more than I am.
1: Well, I'm recording a lot of this on my oh, phone here. Good so job. I have to look back. Uh, we bought a shelf. A shelf. Yep. From or my, a shelf. I, a shelf. Or a shelf. Not a shelf, but a shelf. A shelf. Shout out to Max Johnson. <laughs> This, uh, for our Legos, it's off, off screen, but it's to my left here. It's to house all of our Lego sets that we've been addicted to making, all the Harry Potter yeah, sets. Yeah, you made quite a lot.
0: You should start posting pictures on Instagram of them.
1: I should. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: This is why I'm here.
1: And then I got the... Money there's making There's three Harry Potter sets in box behind me.
0: Quite a few. There's the Train,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Hogwarts Castle. Hogwarts Castle,
1: and then Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Yep. Bless so, you. excited to make those. We got a shelf, and then we got another Ikea thing we're going to build... Um went to Mojo's and uh in Plainfield with Ale. It's a New Orleans New Orleans restaurant. You know, Caribbean style. They have uh like jambalaya and stuff Ooh. and stews and uh, like uh I
0: really want to try gumbo. A crawfish
1: boil. They got gumbo there. Oh, they got, they got catfish and gator. I've they tried got
0: crawfish boil. Yeah. Gator's good. Yeah. Gator's a little chicken. They got po'
1: boys. They have oh a boys. lot of really, really good appetizers oh and some boys. delicious cocktails. Their drink menu is expansive. They do a bunch of different kinds of shots.
0: Expansive or extensive?
1: Extensive. Sorry. Well, and it's not cheap, but uh, Mojo's is a, a cool, cool place. Um, a lot of good places to eat in downtown Plainfield. It's a great way to stay in shape.
0: <laughs> they do bike a lot in Geneva, so great way to stay in shape.
1: Yeah. I'm going to get a bike and I'm gonna, I'm going to join the Geneva bikers. Please don't. Okay.
0: <laughs> Immediately yeah. giving up on that idea. All right, out the window.
1: I do want a bike though. I miss my bike. I remember miss Remember, we went around. to that
0: bike shop together. I have a video of, of yeah, you in the bike shop. I remember that when you first moved out here. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah, we got they... that picture of you with your button ear, like your.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were there were bike shortages, so there weren't uh, really yeah, there weren't a whole
0: lot. Bike. There weren't enough bikes.
1: to choose there. I've
0: been seeing a lot more bike. Bicyclists. Bicyclists.
1: Cyclists. Bicyclists.
0: Bicyclists. Cyclists.
1: They're not cyclists who are bi. They're, They're bicyclists. Those exist. They they do. They're yeah. bi bicyclists.
0: They, oh, you're right. <laughs> Bye-bye bicyclists. You, <know? laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> you know? You um, know. I've been seeing more because I've been going to Aurora, downtown Aurora, so often because of my sister. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of trails yeah. around here by I've the Fox River. Seen some like real
0: fat tires, and I'm just like, damn, yeah. it's a fat tire. It's
1: either the super thick fat tire or the real skinny ones, and they ride on, the, ride on the right on the street.
0: <laughs> they call me super thick
1: fat tire. <laughs> thick fat tire.
0: That's my rapper name.
1: <laughs> TFT. <laughs> <laughs> I do want a bike though. I miss. I went for a walk at one in the morning yesterday. That's weird. One or two in the morning, because I like being out when it's cool like this, and the sun's not beating down on me, and there's no this one outside. How you get mugged. No, it's fine. Do you have your knife with you? I do. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I'd rather be biking than walking.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> but it's going to look even better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. Yes.
0: I've been rambling a lot.
1: The brewery uh, for this week's oh, yeah. episode. Oh. Oh. Uh, I got the beer at a store in Lockport called The Open Bottle. Uh-huh. I had been there before. I bought beer from there before. The first time I was there was because... Forever ago, I forget which episode. I was trying to find a very specific beer for an episode we were doing, and none of the bennies had it. And I checked open bottle, and they had it. So I drove down there. It's in Lockport. And it's a tiny, little, tiny, cool space. Um, and they have a lot of interesting beer. They had some stuff by Saint Arant, which I mentioned to you. Um, they have, like, singles where you can make your own four-pack. A, a lot of cool stuff. So we walked in there, and I saw the beer already online. Before we drove out there. So I knew what I wanted to get. But we ended up walking out with like five, four packs of beer. Because everything looked so good. So this is where I got this beer. It's from Phase 3 Brewing Company. We've never done them before.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They are located at 932 Donata Court in Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047. That's up a ways. Up north a ways.
0: Up a ways.
1: Uh, This is from their website. They got a lot of info. So I'm going to try and run through it. Phase 1. Sean, Evan, and Brittany. Brittany. I got to capitalize that E. That's
0: swears already.
1: Yep. It's, uh, I mean, it's a little toasty. Sean, Evan, and Brittany all started working with each other at a restaurant and brewery in Schaumburg, Illinois. Oh. Sean and Brittany would later get married, aw, and have two beautiful children together. Aw. Avery and Caden. Oh. Sean and Evan became best friends, so much so that Evan was his best man at his wedding. While at the restaurant and brewery, Sean started making some pretty exciting beers and was able to get a good name for himself for it. Brittany, who was a graphic design degree, who has has a graphic design degree. She was. She was not the degree. Was designing one-off labels for him. And Evan was busy managing the restaurant and brewery and helping to coordinate beer release events that were uh, gaining traction. Things were getting pretty exciting. Phase two. Sean eventually moved out. ...to a new brewery down in Villa Park and helped get their beer program built up from the ground. Brittany continued designing labels for the beer, and shortly after opening, Evan came on board to be the general manager. After a couple years, the three of them decided it was time to do something on their own. Phase 3. They reached out to a brewery up in Lake Zurich, Illinois, who had some room for them to start uh, contract brewing. The brewery was able to help them out and offer them two tanks to use every... Used once every three weeks. Fast forward about nine months later when Sean, Evan, and Brittany had a full team of people helping brew, package, and distribute beer. They also worked out a deal to purchase all of the equipment and take over the lease and start operations in Lake Zurich on their own. Nice. Phase three nice. brewing is a culmination of everything the three has learned, have learned in the industry collectively and thoughtfully put together. Growing... From those two tanks to now having more than 12, the ride has been scary and stressful, but most importantly, extremely fun and satisfying for them to watch it turn into what it is today. Phase 3 Brewing has been a passion project for everyone involved, and we take our quality and beer seriously and strive to constantly improve. We all hope to see you one day and share a beer and get to know you. We cannot express how thankful we are to be in an industry like this and have the tremendous support we get from our fans. They are located in northwestern Lake Zurich at that address. Our brewery has grown from two leased tanks to a modern 21,000 square facility, square foot facility, complete with reverse osmosis water processing, three vessel 15 barrel uh, steam powered brew house, GEA centrifuge, whatever that is, counter pressure CODI packaging line, whatever that is, full quality control lab, and 3,000 square foot tap room with outdoor seating. It's pretty fucking big. It sounds awesome. With our history rooted in the brewpub experience, we pride ourselves uh, in brewing a diverse range of ales and lager across various styles. Hand-selected hops and unique processing methods serve as the catalyst for an extensive IPA portfolio that showcases all the flavors. uh Oh, all the flavors Uh the style can deliver to your glass. And an in-depth specialty lager program flanks our productive area with two 30-barrel horizontal fermentation tanks, symbolizing our commitment to quality.
0: That was a lot. Why was there uh oh?
1: I just uh, started hearing some audio cutting in and out in my headphones. Thought someone was gonna break. Um, yeah, they have a lot of stuff on a lot of stuff on their website. Uh, you can read about their tap room. You can read about the beards that they got. Uh, read about their story. Uh, they have actually an explanation of their logo, which I took a screenshot of so I can show you. I need a new laptop. Like I love you, MacBook Pro. You take forever to do anything.
0: You tell them. Okay. Okay.
1: So this is their logo. Like a bird. The, the hummingbird with the dotted line things. So phase one is this wing, phase two is that wing, and phase three is the outline and filling in the bird. Okay. Yeah. That was interesting.
0: Interesting.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's all, uh, it's all Brittany's, Brittany's fault. She's the graphic designer. They've even supported organizations such as the Lurie Children's Hospital, Lake Zurich School District 95, give all those children delicious beer, Hope for the Day, Lake Zurich Area Chamber of Commerce, and the Greater Chicago Food Dis- Depository, to name a few.
0: That's all they do. They just show up with beers and <laughs> hand them out to the six-year-olds. We're doing a good thing, guys. This will put some hair on your chest. What's your name? Timmy? No, it's not. It's Timothy now. You're oh, a man. Holy yeah,
1: a seven. Our beer... Is called Frog Stack.
0: Frog Stack. Frog I'm stack. very excited because it's frog related. It is. frog Is related. it frogs that are stacked on top of each other on the can? Because they better be.
1: Oh, what was that? That was my uh, in, uh, mouth. My throat noise of excitement. I see. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited. My throat was S- like.
0: It scared me a little.
1: No, you're right. You're exactly correct. What? That's what it is. <laughs> It's a fruited goza.
0: Ooh.
1: With Ooh. black rock salt. Okay. Tons of blueberry, pineapple, and cherry puree.
0: The salt makes me hesitant because it makes me think of the salty shark anus that we had before.
1: No. Topped off no. with <laughs> topped off with marshmallow. Blueberry, oh. pineapple, cherry, topped off with marshmallow. I am very interested. Black rock salt. Bloody. So all all gozas have a little bit of salt in them. That's just a given. But was
0: salty shark anus?
1: That was that was a sour, sour. ale, yeah. wasn't what was it Wasn't now? a goza. It was Sea Quench. Sea Quench. by salty Dogfish shark Head Anus. Brewery.
0: I like how the only way I know
1: it salty is salty shark. What Anus. Was salty
0: sharky <laughs> Can I name beers?
1: <laughs> we would. Uh, yeah, you know, there's like this. Uh, a lot of breweries do that where they name their beers like you know, slap your mother IPA. You know, oh, like all this. Oh, pig
0: Mines vanilla bitch yeah, slap. Vanilla
1: bitch slap. Or fuck you in the ass. You know, lager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can name beers. What beer would that be? <laughs> That's a stout. Yeah, uh, salty, uh, salty Shark Anus. Yeah. The, the sour ale. Yeah. Uh, from their Instagram, we brewed up a base goza with Himalayan black rock salt. After fermentation was over, we threw tons of blueberry, pineapple, and cherry puree at it and then topped it all off Add with it. marshmallow. Yeah, they finished the beer and they were <laughs> chucking fruit at it. Tart, fruity, and just the right amount of sweetness, a delicious low ABV treat. It is low ABV. This hmm. one is seeing limited distro. That's a, that's a beer talk for distribution. You got to be in the know about you get the beer lingo. You I'm not be, in the know. Yeah, distro. They, they can't pronounce the other syllables. It's distro. <laughs> and the tap room is fully stocked. Stop in and grab a four-pack for the holiday weekend. So I guess this came out uh, quarter three, quarter four last year. I don't know. Okay. But it's still around. So this is a Goza. Craftbeer.com has a page on contemporary Goza straw to medium amber. The contemporary Goza is cloudy from suspended yeast. A wide variety of herbal spice, floral, or fruity aromas other than found in traditional Leipzig-style Goza are present in harmony with other aromas. Salt, table salt, character is traditional in low amounts but may be perceptible in varying intensities. Body is low to medium low. Low to medium lactic acid character is evident in in all examples as sharp, refreshing sourness lactic acid so just think of that what i just described but with some fruit added that's oh. what we're gonna have we've had goza brews before um so there shouldn't be a surprise to what this should taste like uh they are good to pair with watermelon salad queso fresco and greek yogurt lemon mousse that watermelon salad with a goza sounds phenomenal, phenomenal. it's 4.5 percent abv unknown ibur srm it This is weird. So it's got a page on Beer Advocate, but it has absolutely nothing on it. Not a thing. Okay. No score, no ratings, no reviews, nothing. There's just a, a blank page.
0: Well, what the heck and heck? Uh, uh,
1: And upon further investigation, while I was doing my research, okay. I looked and I, I saw when the page was added to Beer Advocate's website, and it said one minute ago.
0: That's uncomfy. While
1: I was doing my research, it said this page was added one minute ago. I'm uncomfortable by that. So what in the mm-hmm. world?
0: The robots are listening.
1: Yeah. So you can uh, follow Phase 3 Brewing. Check them out at Phase 3 Brewing on Facebook and at Phase 3 Brew on Twitter and Instagram. Or go to their website. Super cool website. A lot of cool stuff on it. Phase3brewing.com. Dot com. Yeah, look up the thing on Beer Advocate. See if you can find it. It's um, Frog Stack. Uh, I'll grab the beer. Hey, welcome back. Thanks. This is pretty good. I thought
0: it was D's. D's nuts.
1: <laughs> got him. Hmm? Look at how accurate you are.
0: Oh, look at those frogs in a stack. They're so cute.
1: Blueberry cherry Live Living their little froggy lives. Oh, it's dairy free. Look at that. Oh,
0: wow. No, I can't drink it. It's got little mushrooms. Government warning. The surgeon. T-
1: <laughs> there it is. Just gonna do that till we get to hundred. <laughs> yes.
0: Hmm. Frogs in a stack. Stacked frogs. Oh, it's ooh. colorful. I got some on my fingy. A little sniffy sniff. Oh, I'm excited.
1: We need a we need a ooh counter. Up in the the top ooh. corner of the screen.
0: Every time there's an ooh, you take a drink.
1: <laughs> I wonder if I can do that because I've already done two so far. I did a ooh, ooh like I did, opening like,
0: it. I did like five, and then
1: I did. Ooh. Yeah, I did a whisper. Well, oh, I
0: mean, is it is it a ooh or is it a because those are two different things.
1: Oh, like a w h o o o o o. We'll be an we'll have an ooh counter in the top okay. corner. We'll see how many ooh. times they go ooh. I'm trying not to say enough. This is good. <laughs> That's all I want to say, because it smells delicious. I'm excited. It smells fruity.
0: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, know where your gaze are. Wow. Smells fruity in here. I did a pouring motion. This is like syrup.
1: Motion. Yeah, it looks like, um, looks like raspberry syrup. What if I just... Raspberry juice. What if you just spill it?
0: <laughs> oh, it smells even better outside the can.
1: Oh, that's delightful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> On your piercing. I got
0: foam in my nose.
1: I can smell the the sweetness of the marshmallow.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That's so good. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm very excited about this, Blue Zachary. I, I have not been this excited about a beer you've picked in so long.
1: I know. I and I saw this and I was like.
0: And the frogs. Paige is gonna like this. Yep, I'm so proud of you. I know.
1: I'm 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 stepping up. Working my way up.
0: Are you making your way downtown? Walking fast, faces passing your homebound. No, it's and I need you and I miss you. That's what a siren sounds like, kids. Do you want to know what I What I sound like when I do the fire truck for children? Wee! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Adorable.
0: Accurate, right?
1: <laughs> that's perfect.
0: <laughs> I was driving my sister and I had to work today, and you know, in downtown Aurora, there's that firehouse that's like right on the main street.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was a bunch of firemen in full gear doing laps, I guess, for drills, and I was mm-hmm. just like, Hey. <laughs> Hi, I'm on fire. (laughs) Someone put me out. I've spontaneously combusted.
1: (laughs) Smells like (gasps) sweet jelly in a glass.
0: Now I don't want to drink it. (laughs) Sweet jelly. That was my nickname in high school. Wow. Zachary Michael Dammit. Wow. What have you done to me?
1: hmm Holy shit.
0: One sip, Zachary. One sip. I can't even go back in for more.
1: Wow.
0: I am disgusted. (laughs) Repulsed. Blueberry cherry pineapple. How much I like
1: this. (laughs) Blueberry cherry Can you taste all those fruits, blueberry cherry pineapple?
0: It just tastes good. That's what I can taste. There's a lot going on out there.
1: He's heavy on that siren.
0: He's like, get out of my way. That doesn't sound like an actual siren. Actual sirens sound like wee you?
1: <laughs> as we all know.
0: Zach, this is like eating candy. This gives me, mm. I just, there's this blueberry syrup that I used to get as a child, and I was obsessed with it from Smuckers. This takes me back to it. I'm having nostalgic flashbacks because of this beer. Mm. You've hit all my marks. A weird color. There's frogs. It's fruity. It's sweet. There's some marshmallow. marshmallow. I'm listing these things now.
1: Yep, yep. So good. There's stumpage.
0: There's stumpage. It's
1: it's uh it's thick.
0: There are some. Stu- I like a thick. It's a thick beer, beer. Just like I like a thick <laughs> woman. going
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: to have all try. This she's gonna love it. She's gonna
0: love this. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome back.
1: Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks. She
0: likes it. Well, duh, it's delicious. She went, ooh. <gasps> uh, Add <laughs> It counts. To the ooh counter. So thick.
1: Right. Now, we've had a beer similar to this, right? Uh, Blackberry Grunt was like this, right? Yeah, but this is better. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay. But also, I'm having this now, and I haven't had Blackberry Grunt in how long? Oh, that's hot. Oh, me too. <laughs>
1: Hey, 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 hey. Well, Paige, take it away whenever you're ready. I'm gonna keep enjoying this delicious beer. No. Fine. Uh, beer and fair cast <laughs> at. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> a ju- mm-hmm. Okay, I'm all over the place. There's like scattered topics. There wasn't a convenient Wikipedia to look up. No, I've, up I've stuff got on a my... lot
1: of random shit too. I'm
0: all over the place. Yep. Okay. Let me let me get my bearings.
1: Oh, at some point I'm going to interrupt you so we can rate this beer. It's oh, go it ahead. It's 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 floating. Okay, so. well,
0: let me give you my opinion.
1: Okay. What's your opinion?
0: Ten out of ten. We'll put this at one.
1: Ten out of ten, so I'll give it a one. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. Logic. Yeah, so our beer list, uh, beerandfearcast.com, And then click on Beer List. And you can see all the beers that we've tried every single episode. The type of beer, the brewery. You can click on the number to listen to that episode. And then you can see where we ranked it out of 10 for those 10 episodes. 10 is the lowest. And it goes from 10 to 1 being the best. 1 is the best. All the way down to 10. I know it doesn't make sense, but that's just how we've done it.
0: I feel like it makes perfect sense.
1: Well, usually, like... So, you got, got 10 beers. Yeah. Which one are you going to rank 10 out of 10? I, you know? So, we kind of do it Number the one.
0: That's my thought process. The <laughs> no, number one beer. The number beer. one beer. Anyways, Zach, what's the difference between poisonous and venomous?
1: I don't know, Paige. Or tell venomous me. and poisonous? What is the difference pisonous? between venomous and poisonous?
0: <laughs> pisonous. According to biologists, the term venomous is applied to organisms that bite. So, anything that causes. They inject something into you.
1: So they bite you or sting, sting you, you or okay. Yeah,
0: inject their toxins. That's venomous. Inject their toxins. That is venomous. Okay. Uh the term poisonous applies to organisms that if you ingest them, you are you have you. If get you sick. eat
1: them, lick them. Yes. Yes. Touch them. Yeah. Right. Well yeah. unless it's venom. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh,
0: so really no no snakes are poisonous. Just get that out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all Snakes. by bite. It's all venom. venomous. Yes. Uh, the garter snake is an exception. It's harmless if it bites you, but it's toxic to eat because its body absorbs and absor- uh, absorbs and stores the toxins of its prey, which it eats, newts and salamanders.
1: Oh, so I didn't know that. Can't eat it. They are cute, though. Hold on. Is this our first Goza? I don't know. We Do you think I
0: remember 86 beers?
1: We've we've had plenty of sour ales. Like Blackberry Grunt was a sour ale.
0: There's no way this is our first Goza.
1: Sequench was a sour ale. This might be our first Goza. Bullshit. Maybe I was wrong. Wow.
0: Poisonous animals include most amphibians, such as frogs, toads, salamanders, etc. Which carry around some amount of toxins on their skin and within their other tissues, such as the highly toxic poison secreted by various poison dart frogs, which are very pretty, but please don't touch them. These chemicals are strong enough that they can be deadly to humans. So, don't eat them.
1: Don't eat the frogs that are poisonous if you touch them.
0: Yeah. Along with snakes, dangerous spiders are also generally venomous. And I know they're not considered animals, but whatever.
1: Are they not? I mean, they're a bug. Yeah, they're. Is that an animal? Yeah, they're animals.
0: Would you. Does that classify?
1: The kingdom. What's the
0: definition of animal? The
1: kingdom animalia.
0: What do you consider it? Yeah. Insect falls under animal?
1: Yeah, because you've got animals, you've got plants, you've got fungi, you've got like protists, like prokaryotes. So yeah, insects, all all of those things are Was classified. Is
0: grade considered an animal? Water bear?
1: I don't know. Um, we're going to look it up. Hold on. Huh. Water bear. <clears throat>
0: Some lizards are venomous as well, from relatively mild, such as that of the Gila monster, which those guys are cute if you've ever seen them.
1: A Gila monster. I did Gila a class monster. presentation in third grade on Gila monsters. I remember Gila it. Monster. I made a PowerPoint.
0: Oh, nice. I did a class presentation on a <coughs> snowy owl.
1: Oh, yeah. You told me when we did the owls. One. Yeah. That was cute. They are animals. Oh, okay. Yep. Hey. Oh, well. They're in the kingdom Animalia. They
0: can also survive in the vacuum of space, so I don't trust them.
1: They're
0: crazy. I know, right? Uh, and various species of iguana. Mm. And, you know, Komodo dragons. Those guys got a lot going on in their saliva.
1: Yeah, I don't fuck with anything that's larger than a dog and has scales. I love Komodo dragons. Scales.
0: They're so cute. In addition, other animals such as bees. Oh, God. Ants and wasps are venomous, even though they do not contain things.
1: They got stingers.
0: The platypus is probably the best-known venomous mammal.
1: Yeah, okay, this... You gotta explain this to me, because...
0: Male platypus, cis... Cis... Sigh... So... Have a fang-like spur on the inner side of each ankle that is connected to a venom gland located over the thighs... The spurs can be wielded in defense, and the venom is potent enough to kill small animals and to cause intense pain in humans if the spur penetrates the skin. God just said, let me look in the lost (laughs) and found when you put together the
1: platypus. We got all these extra pieces left over.
0: (laughs) Slap it together.
1: Yeah, they're weird, and I never knew until, like, a couple days ago that they were venomous.
0: Similarly, similarly... Jellyfish, corals, and sea nema 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 have capsules called nema, nematocysts, nematocysts, okay. nematocysts, which may be tiny, elongated, or spherical that contain coiled, hollow, usually barbed threads, which can be turned outward to ward off enemies or capture prey. These barbed threads often contain toxins. Look at this thing. Looking at that thing. What a joke. What a cruel joke. Fucking weird. Fucking what? A beaver? They're cute, though. A duck? They're kind of cute. What is he? Oh, my God. And then, you know, plants. But those aren't animals.
1: Correct. I know. (laughs) Different scientific kingdom.
0: They're totally different. What was your thing? What was... was, We got some bruises there. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's what happens when toddlers throw themselves at you.
1: Yeah. Toddlers are heavy. Yeah. Blunt. Oliver, especially. That child is huge.
0: Um, What do you talk about? Instances of...
1: Uh, I've, I've got some random stories and factoids. And- okay, because I just, I want
0: to talk about specific poisonous animals.
1: And- yeah, go for Thank it. You. Thank you. Okay, I'm just making sure. I'm
0: just check One of my favorite animals is the octopus. And one of of, a very venomous, poisonous, venomous, venomous, venomous animal uh, is the blue ringed octopus. So stinking cute.
1: I didn't know how small they were. They're
0: itty bitty baby big I thought they were large
1: octopuses, but.
0: Anyways. Numerous animal species naturally produce chemical toxins, which are used to kill or incapacitate prey, mm-hmm. or as a defense against predators. Venomous animals actively deliver their toxins into their target through a specially evolved mechanism, such as a bite or sting. Mm-hmm. They are often distinguished from poisonous animals because of
1: the way they deliver their things. Oh, yeah, makes sense.
0: Yes. Venoms have evolved to serve a wide variety of purposes. Their intended effects can range from mild fleeting discomfort to paralysis and death. And they may be highly selective in which species they target, often making them harmless to all but a few specific co-evolved organisms. What may be fatal to one species may be totally insignificant to another, because the definition of venomous can be extremely broad. Okay. So fish.
1: So fish.
0: Yeah. There's about 1,200 species of venomous fish. Oh, wow. Venomous fish. It's a lot. One of them is the stonefish.
1: Yeah, I did a little bit of reading about that. Do you talk about it? No. You sure? Yes. They're ugly. Yeah, they look kind of crazy.
0: Um, people eat them. What? Yeah,
1: weird, right? So they're venomous but not poisonous. Yeah.
0: Oh. Their venom be- uh, breaks down when you cook it. At-
1: Okay. Isn't that weird? I wonder if they're tasty. But it's
0: usually Mm shashimi. Shashimi. It's
1: probably expensive too.
0: I would imagine.
1: Yeah, stonefish look crazy. They look like big rocks. You look crazy. I know. I don't look like a stonefish though.
0: Are you a stonefish? Anyways, the most venomous animals on earth, and I'm going in a list. Okay. From least to most. Oh,
1: okay. This
0: southern short-tailed shrew. What's a shrew? It's like a rodent. Okay. Using its grooved incisors, the shrew delivers a killing bite with venom potent enough to kill 200 mice. Oh, wow. While that's not enough to kill a human, the pain, swelling, and muscle problems the toxin would cause are not worth annoying a shrew to find out.
1: Leave the shrew alone.
0: Gila monster. Yep. One of the most venomous lizards to humans. A bite isn't fatal, but it can cause severe pain, dropped blood pressure, and hemorrhaging. And recovery can take up to five days. Platypus,
1: mm-hmm, we talked mm-hmm. about. A crazy freak of nature, which are still kind of cute. God's cruel joke.
0: Mexican beaded lizard. It doesn't have fangs, but the lizard literally chews on its victim until its venomous saliva travels through its grooved teeth and into the wound. Oh, God. So it just gnaws on you like that like a geriatric with no teeth in humans a bite causes pain swelling sweating falling blood pressure and very rarely death by respiratory failure Uh uh-huh can you tell i had sugar
1: a lot Yeah. yeah this beer has got a lot in it too catfish catfish are venomous
0: like the one you fry baby the majority of catfish are venomous and inflict incredibly painful wounds, being strong, via, via, strong hollow ray fins. The stinging proteins are potent enough to hospitalize an unlucky person, or in the case of Plotosis lineatus, striped eel catfish, even cause death.
1: I did not know that.
0: The king brown snake delivers a large amount of venom, 150 milligrams in one bite, but fortunately its venom isn't quite as potent as the other ones. Death is rare, but possible. Hmm. Brown recluse.
1: Oh, yeah. Heard about those.
0: Recluse. Vomiting, necrosis, muscle and joint pain, the bursting of red blood cells, organ damage, and possibly death in young children with weak immune systems. Put your children in bubbles. The blue-spotted stingray. Hmm. It is the most venomous stingray. Death is very rare, but it did kill Steve Irwin.
1: Was that a blue one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just a random stingray that uh, got him. No. Hmm.
0: Eastern Diamondback
1: Rattlesnake. Those shrews.
0: Yeah, you can't trust a shrew. They're very shrew. I get it. And shrill. Hmm. The Eastern Diamondback is both the largest rattlesnake and most venomous snake in North America with a super high venom yield from 400 to 1,000 milligrams. It only takes 100 to 150 for a human lethal dose. Ow. Wow. The lionfish, which are pretty and look like they're wearing dresses. Oh, yeah. Pain, vomiting, fever to convulsions, paralysis, and death. Black Widow... Potentially fatal and causes severe pain and elevated blood pressure. The stonefish. The 13 spines on the fish's back can deliver a powerful neurotoxin that can cause excruciating pain and possibly death within a mere six hours if left untreated. Hmm. Russell's Viper. Some of the symptoms are bleeding from the gums and in urine and pain for up to a month.
1: Russell, why can't you keep track of your viper? Yeah, right? right. Keep it inside. Keep it in its enclosure. Don't let it out and start killing people. Yeah, you're right. Tell them. Fucking Russell. The
0: Brazilian wandering spider.
1: It just wanders and kills.
0: Wanders and kills. The neurotoxin can cause intense pain, paralysis, asphyxiation, and ultimately death. Children, in particular, are susceptible. The Indian cobra. The mortality rate for untreated victims is estimated to be 20 to 30%. Wow. The common crate. Its venom is full of powerful neurotoxins, though a victim can literally suffocate to death for eight to ou- four to eight hours after being bitten.
1: Like a like a box? Like a crate? K-R-A-I-T. Crate. Oh. A crate.
0: Fat-tailed scorpions cause up to 400 deaths a year. The neurotoxins in the venom can kill a person within six hours. Hmm. Good old black mamba, the combination mm-hmm. of neurotoxins and cardiotoxins, can kill as soon as seven hours. A king cobra can spit its toxin, so it doesn't even need to bite you. Oh. You didn't know that? They spit. They have like a gland in Ooh. their mouth that they could just...
1: I don't like That's that.
0: That's me spitting. Also, only seven millil- millil- milliliters of the venom can kill 20 humans or one elephant.
1: One elephant?
0: Yeah, my dude. Only seven milliliters. The Deathstalker Scorpion is tiny, but very deadly. Its sting can impart a lethal venom with a median lethal dose of 0.25 milligrams. Looking that up. Okay. Saw-scaled vipers is blamed for more human deaths than any other species of snake combined. The Indian Red Scorpion has a fatality rate of up to 40%. Jeez. Hey, kitty. The funnel web spider, their venom acts swiftly, can cause increased blood pressure, arrhythmia, coma, and death, and can kill a small child within 15 minutes. Define small child. The boom slang.
1: What's that? Just you
0: wait. Can open its jaw as wide as 170 degrees when it's biting. Its venom is highly potent and contains a hemotoxin that disrupts a human's blood coagulation. That said, the venom is slow-acting, which helps by time to obtain an antivenom.
1: I don't like that. The jaw thing.
0: Du boy, da boy, da boy, de boy. De sea boy. snake. Have the deadliest venom of all sea snakes and can kill a mouse with one bite. Sea snake venoms are heinous. They can cause paralysis, blurry vision, difficulty swallowing or speaking, and at about 3% of victims, death. 3%. The coastal Taipan has got a mortality rate of 100% if it's left untreated. Whoa. In cases of severe envenomation, to be given venom, death comes swiftly within a half hour. The cone snail. I hate these guys. Hmm. These aquatic snails may move slowly, but that's precisely why their venom is extra potent. They have hollow modified teeth called radule, 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 that are sharp enough to penetrate a wetsuit. And the estimated human lethal dose is, in, is incredibly small. It's believed that the venom in one of these mollusks is enough to kill 20 adult humans. Wow. wow. Fucking snail. Iracon something jellyfish. This tiny jellyfish, which may only grow as big as a person's fingertip, packs a huge punch. Unfortunate victims contract. It's named after the jellyfish. I don't know.
1: Oh, (laughs) Irakanji?
0: Yes, thank you. I talk a little bit about those. It causes excruciating pain. Yeah. I won't talk about how people die. Mm Mm-hmm. The blue-ringed octopus. Mm -hmm. Its venom is debilitating and deadly. It can cause respiratory failure within 10 minutes and death within 30. One bite can kill up to 26 men, and there is no antidote. The inland taipan snake has one of the most lethal venoms. One drop can kill up to 100 adult men, and it works in as little as 45 minutes. My question is, why was that necessary? Why did you need to evolve that ability?
1: to (laughs) to kill that much like to be that deadly
0: number Mm. one most venomous is the box
1: jellyfish the box jellyfish
0: it is probably the most deadly it doesn't have the most intense venom that's the snake Mm -hmm. but it is the most deadly it is large in size yet almost transparent in the water and its tentacles can sting you with its million of nematocysts injecting a hefty amount of venom while holding its victim in place. The venom's toxin can cause extreme pain, paralysis, delirium, shock, cardiac arrest, and even death within minutes. The jellyfish has enough venom to kill 60 adults.
1: <clears throat> yeah, this is, uh, I was reading about a little bit about the jellyfish. It's called a, a wasp jellyfish, known as the common, I think, the Australian box jellyfish. These guys are crazy, but yeah, those things are no joke.
0: No joke, no joke. No cap. Oh, God. Um, what about what happens when you're bitten by a venomous snake? Hmm. Snake bites kill about 100,000 people each year.
1: That's a lot more than I would have anticipated.
0: And is considered one of the world's deadliest neglected neglected health issues. Hmm. But what does it do to you?
1: Tell me, Paige. I don't know. I'm stupid. Venom
0: is thought to have evolved independently at least 100 times. Today, there are thousands of venomous animals thriving around the world, and over time, their venom has evolved to do specific jobs in the animal kingdom. What is venom for? Lots of stuff. We talked about it. Take incapacitate. It's
1: like you're giving a presentation at school. <laughs>
0: I'm good, right? I'd watch me. <laughs> there are about 700 species of front-fanged venomous snakes, almost all of which belong to the family Viperidae and Elapidae. There are an additional 1,800 rear fang species which belong to the family Calubridae? Calubridae? Many of these are likely to be venomous too, though this group generally possesses less of a threat to humans. Almost all snakes evolved venom to help them hunt, but some will also use it to defend themselves.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: There are several other less common uses for venom, which will bring up the male platypus again. They use it to fight off dudes when they're trying to make weird platypus sex.
1: Yep. Makes sense.
0: Tawny crazy ants use theirs as an antidote to the venom of fire ants. Oh. You know, it's weird. Shrews are thought to use it to preserve their food. Weird. Two groups of venomous snakes are particularly well-known. Vipers and alapids. Alapids. Broadly speaking, the venom in these two groups do different things to a bite victim.
1: You burp. I heard of the first one. I know what vipers are.
0: Vipers, which include adders and rattlesnakes, have venoms that are generally uh, hemotoxic. This means they attack the circulatory system. They can cause bleeding or interfere with the blood's ability to clot. Many famously venomous snakes are lapids, such as cobras, mambas, crates, and taipans. Oh, okay. Their venom is typically neurotoxic, which means that it interferes with the transmission of nerve impulses. It generally has an immobilizing effect, either making a victim's body turn rigid or become limp. Interesting. Neurotoxicity and hymotoxicity are not the only effects venoms can have, nor are they mutually exclusive, so there are much more things that they can do. Mm-hmm. Taipans, for example, have the immobilizing neurotoxic venom, which also has very fast-acting, blood-clotting abilities. Taipans just have too much going on. Like, pick a lane. Rattlesnakes can cause horrible bleeding but their venom is also cytotoxic which is tissue destructive and can cause wounds and necrosis. Carl P. Schmidt was an American herpetologist, herpetologist who was fatally bitten by a boom slang in 1957. Boomslangs are highly venomous snakes found in Africa, but they are not in the Elapid or Viper family. Boomslangs are part of Colub- Colubridae, Colubridae and are rear fang species, meaning their venom-delivering teeth are at the back of the mouth. Mm-hmm. They got to really bite you. Schmidt kept a detailed diary of his symptoms from a bite to the fleshy part of his thumb to the hours leading up to his death. He reported a fever, violent nausea, vomiting, and pain, bleeding from the gums, nose, and bowels. Can you imagine? And a variety of other side effects. He died within 24 hours, and an autopsy revealed extensive internal bleeding.
1: Mm.
0: A venom researcher, Ronald Jenner, at the museum it doesn't say what museum, it just says the. at the museum. It's the museum. These are enzymes. They are a broad family of toxins. This is metalloproteinitis. Okay. Oh, just, I forgot to mention that. Sorry. They have evolved to different things, but they all interact in bad ways with the blood clotting system and the integrity of blood vessels. They're SVMPs. Mm. Isn't that, I just, I, there's so much that goes into this.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of information.
0: Why are some snakes so venomous?
1: Because Mother Nature's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason. That's it. Read uh-uh. for your cast, don't you? <laughs> uh, uh-uh. It's because it needs to be quick. They're, they need to immobilize their prey quickly or handle an attack quickly. That's the reason it's so strong.
1: That's like asking why are guns. No.
0: Don't even go into this. Don't even go into this. You know they use snake bite, like venom in medicine? Yeah.
1: Doesn't it, like, it treats other kinds of poisons or something? Um, I don't know.
0: Synthesized gyra- r- geraca? Ger- oh,
1: the synthesized <laughs> geracas.
0: <Yeah. laughs> is used in captopril, which treats hypertension and congestive heart failure. Hmm. Saw-scaled vipers have contributed to the blood clotting inhibitor tyrophibin but very few venoms have been approved for pharmaceutical drugs you know
1: i know now because you told me i know now you're so smart uh, no.
0: inaccurate i'm a sleepy little bean let me tell you oh god i don't want to drive home Ugh. anyways have you ever watched a video of like how blood reacts to snake venom i'm stretching
1: uh, no. Can you pull one up for me? Uh, let me tell you, that pizza and the beer... I'm ready you, for a nap. Put you right to bed. What do I have ads?
0: What do I have ads? I ah. pay.
1: I pay for no ads.
0: You tell them.
1: Let's see if we can pull this, uh... Um, venom effect on blood.
0: Oh, it's a whole thing. I just wanted to see...
1: In less than three minutes It basically curls Whoa. It solidifies ah. so we
0: can It becomes a jello on. Oh my god It's really solid That one is turned Into a piece of jelly Yeah it becomes wow. gelatinous. Still yeah It causes it's clotting in,
1: gets- in 60 seconds wow. Yep It turns your blood Into jelly Pretty much Jesus
0: It's crazy <clears throat> And then I'm just going to cover a couple poisonous animals, so this is if you eat them. And also, I have mentioned this multiple times on the podcast, but just a reminder, don't eat polar bear liver. It's got a high amount of vitamin A, it'll kill you.
1: What kind of situation would anyone be in where they would have a polar bear liver offered to them to eat?
0: I mean, if you're living in the, I don't know, where do polar bears live? The North Pole? Where where do these live? Antarctica, South Pole. Where 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 do they live? Alaska. There's some in Alaska. Yeah, right.
1: I don't think anyone's going to be eating their liver.
0: Even further up. Where's what's further than the North Pole? Space.
1: And <laughs> polar bears in space don't space eat. Space bears. Don't eat space bear <laughs> livers. Uh,
0: just uh, polar bears, but they have helmets on. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: I don't think we have any listeners in Alaska or the North Pole.
0: Let's talk major shit about it.
1: It's cold. <laughs> Why do you got to be so cold North yeah.
0: Pole? Yeah. The Asian tiger snake is the only snake species that is both venomous and poisonous. It produces toxin from its bites, but also stores poison from its toad prey and its skin. Its skin.
1: The snake bites you and you're like, oh, fuck, that hurt. And it swells up. You fucking asshole. And you
0: decide to eat him.
1: I'm going to eat you just to get <laughs> back at you. Fuck you up I'm even more. I'm poisoned now. Uh-huh.
0: The hooded patooey. Pit, it's a type of bird. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, it harbors a neurotoxin in its skin and its feathers called b- b- betrachotoxin. Wow. This that can cause scary. slight numbness, numbness and tingling in humans upon contact, but it's much more harmful to smaller animals. It originates from its diet of beetles. The hawksbill sea turtle consume a variety of prey, including toxic algae and sponges. Their flesh can also become incredibly toxic. This means anyone who eats the meat of one of these turtles is likely to suffer from marine turtle poisoning. Complete with nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and other stomach complaints. How are you going to go? Just calling to work. Pring pring. This is your job, speaking. I have sea turtle poisoning.
1: (laughs) This is your job, speaking.
0: (laughs) Marine turtle poisoning. Excuse Mm. me?
1: It's a real thing.
0: Cane toads have poison glands, which produce bufotoxin, and that's not a sex move. One of the most poisonous toxins in the world. The toxin in their skin is so potent, it can... Kill a variety of animals, and it's particularly dangerous to dogs.
1: Oh yeah, dogs be getting in all kinds of shit.
0: Yeah, dogs be getting all kinds of shit. The poison dart frog is it's small and brightly patterned, warning predators that it is not fit to eat. Their poison is kept in their skin and affects anyone who touches or eats it. And also, mm. people tend to use it as uh,
1: oh yeah, like for a, hunting. Yeah, or like a hallucinogen.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Oh. I don't know nothing about that. The people like licking frogs to get high. You ever hear about that?
0: Spanish fly. I have. I know what you're talking about. I just don't think,
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's
0: relevant. It's a type of blister beetle that produces a toxin called cantharidin to defend against predators. The toxin is absorbed by the skin on contact and causes terrible blistering and burning pain. If the beetle is eaten, the toxin causes ulcers, blistering, and bleeding throughout the digestive tract and can result in death. Comb stars, which are starfish, I guess, have a potent neurotoxin, tetrodoxin, tetrodotoxin, that causes paralysis and eventual death from respiratory failure. Every gram of a comb star's flesh holds enough toxin to kill 520 mice. Currently, there is no known antidote. The rough-skinned newt. Mm. The most poisonous rough-skinned newt is the rough-skinned newt. Yeah. There are three species of poisonous salamander, and the most poisonous is the rough-skinned newt. Got it. My brain jumped ahead of me. They hold enough tetradoxin in their flesh to kill most predators, but produce a strong smell as a warning. Me too. Those unfortunate enough to eat the newt anyway experience numbness throughout the body and cardiac arrest.
1: Those unfortunate... okay. I'm thinking of people. Those unfortunate to eat it anyway. It's like accidentally eat a newt. Oh, damn
0: it. I couldn't stop myself. I ate a newt again. The striated surgeon fish... A striated surgeon fish, accum- fish, fish accumulates toxins through its diet. While feeding on algae, they sometimes consume tiny dinoflagellates, which produce mitotoxin. The buildup of this toxin in their flesh causes fish poisoning, which affects 20,000 <laughs> to 50,000 people each year.
1: Fish poisoning. The
0: symptoms of fish poisoning. It's got a name. I just don't know how to say it. Uh-huh. It's cig- are much like any other type of food poisoning, but can cause uh, c- can last for months to years, and are sometimes so severe that the condition is misdiagnosed as multiple sclerosis. Ah, and then you know number one is the pufferfish. Oh yeah, pufferfish. The liver, the kidneys, the spikes contain dangerous nerve toxins, poisonous to humans. While oh. the meat of some species is considered an expensive delicacy. Right, this I was going to say. Fish.
1: Yeah, don't people still try to eat them yes. anyway?
0: Yeah, you have to have a license to prepare it. It can be fatal if prepared incorrectly, and that's only eaten when cooked by a licensed chef. Hmm. And that's wow. my section. That
1: was a lot of info.
0: There's a lot that goes into the animal kingdom. Really? Yeah! You don't say. I do say.
1: Well, believe it or not, there's more to this episode. Oh, God. So I have a, a spattering of... Uh, don't ever use that word around me again. ...different articles and notes here. Touch on a few different things. Uh, the first thing I pulled up is is what you were talking about with the jellyfish, the Irukandji, yeah, uh, the box jellyfish. So Irukandji syndrome is a condition that results from envenomation by certain box jellyfish. Uh, the most common is the Karukia barnesi. Excuse you. Which is uh, a venomous jellyfish found near Australia that will give you they will give you this Irukandji syndrome. Most stings occur during the summer because the jellyfish are super small. The venom is only injected through the tips of the nematosis, nematosis, nematosis,
0: nematodes, nematodes.
1: rather than the entire lengths. As a result, the sting may be barely noticed at first. It's been described as feeling a little more than a mosquito bite. The symptoms, however, gradually become apparent and then more and more intense in the subsequent five to 120 minutes. Irukandji syndrome includes an array of systemic symptoms, including severe headache, backache, muscle pains, chest and abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting, sweating, sweating anxiety, hypertension, tachycardia, and pulmonary edema. Symptoms will generally improve in 4 to 30 hours, so it may take up to two weeks to resolve completely. Uh, when properly treated, a single sting is almost never fatal. However, two people in Australia are believed to have died from Irukandji stings, which has greatly increased public awareness of Irukandji syndrome. It's unknown how many other deaths from Irukandji syndrome have been wrongly attributed to other causes. So, um, one of the, uh, the jellyfish, the malo uh, kingi, is a species of Irukandji jellyfish. It's um, pictured here in a clear plastic vial. And you can see how fucking tiny these things are. Goody bitty, bitty bean. Very very small. So they're they're scary. If you come across one of those, you probably won't even see it. And I found this other article on Wikipedia that talks about how jellyfish stings afflict people. Um, so a cnidocyte, uh, cnidocyte, is an explosive cell containing one large secretory secretory organelle called a snidocyst that can deliver a sting to other organisms. So these things, um, you can see this photo here is a, uh, this is the snidocyst, <laughs> and this is the that bacteria, uh-huh. and the stinger is coming out of it, and this is the blood from the organism that's uh-huh. that's in that, that uh, organism. Um, and... There's a diagram. So these these things are are living inside of the jellyfish. That just looks
0: like a Sarlacc pit.
1: Tentacles, and so they're little. They look like little bacteria things. And um,
0: that looks like a tampon.
1: It kind of a little bit. They're interesting because they are organisms living within the organism that is the jellyfish. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's going to be on the website. I know, but still. But you've got. Um, these things living in the, the tentacles of the jellyfish, and that's what causes the stinger, these tiny microscopic things that will release these stingers and inject this venom. Well, they're assholes. So it's not the, the jellyfish itself. It's the things living within the jellyfish. It's interesting. Hmm. I never knew that. And then these are the um, nemat- nematosis nematosis under a microscope. You can see each one has the tiny little barb oh, yeah. inside them. That will shoot out and deliver the sting. It's Hmm. interesting. Interesting. Uh, I saw this article. Does peeing on a jellyfish sting help? Does
0: it? it, I thought it didn't. It does not. Yeah.
1: No. There is no truth to the myth that peeing on a jellyfish sting can make it feel better. One of the possible reasons that this myth became popular could be due to the fact that urine contains compounds like ammonia and urea. If used alone, these substances may be helpful for some stings like vinegar if you pour vinegar on a sting that sometimes helps but you're... i
0: personally think that the only reason that that became a thing is because somebody had a fetish for <laughs> water sports they're like oh my god i heard like it was a really pretty girl she's like "Ah, oh, i got stung by a jellyfish uh, and this guy came out of nowhere he's just I like
1: could, i could pee on it i
0: heard the <laughs> jellyfish stings can be fixed by urine let me pee on
1: you please you want me to you want me to pee on
0: it fine oh my god does that really work well, you're, you're gross
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's exactly how it happened.
0: That was my dramatization.
1: I did find this article about um, a fisherman.
0: Not a fisherman.
1: Who is 28 years of age. He survived a uh, bite or a sting or whatever from a blue-ringed octopus.
0: Hey. And I picked this
1: because I know you like blue-ringed I
0: octopuses. I love them.
1: So a fisherman has shared his miraculous tale of survival after he was bitten by a blue ring octopus, one of the most venomous creatures in the ocean, with enough poison to kill more than 20 people. Mitchell Og was pulling up a crayfish pot on Garden Island off the western Australian coast on Friday when he got whacked by the deadly eight-limbed mollusk. I didn't see it fall into the boat after pu- oh, pulling a port later strung on my barefoot.
0: I'm disgusted.
1: Mr. Og wrote on Facebook, adding... How do you know he- He's British. Should have had his boots on. His boots on. He's He's Australian. Australian. Why do you know he's Australian? Because this was in Australia.
0: What if it was a tourist?
1: It's in Australia.
0: What if it was a tourist?
1: This occurred in Australia.
0: But what if it was a tourist?
1: Every tourist that goes to Australia has an Australian accent. Oh, good to know. The 28-year-old from Perth, Australia.
0: Oh, damn it. I
1: take it back. Perth is in Australia, right? Yes. Was treated by Navy paramedics at the scene uh, before being rushed to the hospital. As perth. Yeah. When you think I you got te- six minutes not, to uh, live...
0: My answer of yes was not enough for you.
1: When you think you got six minutes to live, the panic kicks in. I just tried to stay calm about it.
0: Col- yeah. That's not Australian. He
1: told Seven News.
0: <laughs> that is not Australian. Look, like, it's him. Uh, he's cute. <laughs>
1: um, oh, look at it.
0: Look at What a little baby. I know it's... The octopus you. was caught and put in jail.
1: Alright. <laughs> Promptly arrested. He was
0: detained.
1: Uh, despite their small size, just one blue-ringed octopus can uh, bite can produce enough venom to kill 26 adults. We got so lucky today, someone must be watching over him. So glad... Oh, sorry. We got so lucky
0: today, someone must be watching over him. So glad my love is still here. <laughs> this gives me Monty Python
1: vibes. Mr. Og's girlfriend wrote on Facebook.
0: You should look up, does Mr. Og still have said girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. Put that in Google. The
1: creatures are known to be docile unless provoked or handled, but their bites will render victims severely or totally paralyzed and unable to signal for help. Just last week, a little girl unknowingly picked up a blue ringed octopus while collecting shells at Koogie Park. What a fool. There's photos. You can see her. She's holding this thing and people are taking photos of it. When the child took them home for cleaning, her auntie made the terrifying discovery. A good reminder this morning about keeping watch of what your little people are collecting. They look beautiful, but can bite. But a bite can be deadly.
0: Can you say that's not a knife? This is a knife.
1: That's not a knife. This is a knife. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so that's that's the story on a blue ringed octopus. Oh, the story on a Oh, wait. Hold on. Holding on. There was a picture here in this article. Okay, I, there was a picture. I'm. I I clicked the close button, and my Mac is like, "All right, we got to close this tab. All right, let's work on closing this tab. We're gonna." And take our time. We're gonna close this tab. Once we're closed, we're gonna go to the next tab. Still thinking. Still thinking. Okay, now the tab's closed. I gotta reopen. Uh, Sorry, what? I'm gonna reopen this tab because I want to show you a picture that I saw in this article.
0: Hurry up! I gotta pee.
1: You can take a pee break.
0: No, it's fine. Continue. We'll make it through this episode.
1: This gonna be a long one. No. I don't have that much more to go over, oh, but Oh, and
0: then we're fine.
1: Yeah, but I mean your section was uh, longer than normal I know. and my section's my section is a little longer than normal too, but um I really want to find this photo cuz cuz you're going to agree with me when you see this photo.
0: Okay. What is the photo?
1: It's of Mitchell. The guy who was stung or bitten by an octopus. This photo. This photo needs to load.
0: Is it of his leg? No. What's it of?
1: His face. Okay, tell me this doesn't look like Max.
0: Oh, it kind of does. Doesn't that look like Max? Yeah.
1: That looks just like Max. Oh,
0: a little bit. Was that really that important?
1: Yeah, I wanted to show you that. Uh, I went on Reddit and uh, I looked at some Reddit AMAs or Ask Reddit. Uh, Reddit, have you ever been bitten by a venomous animal? And, um, uh, oh, none of these saved. Um I've been bitten by a copperhead snake and by a brown recluse spider. I was very fortunate on both occasions and had a fresh com had fresh Comfrey available. I looked up what Comfrey was. It's a plant that can be used to treat uh like um pain.
0: Why did they just have
1: that? I don't know. They they're a botanist. Huh. They have a they have a greenhouse. It's fair answer. They just happen to have fresh comfrey. From which to make a hot poultice. 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 No scarring from snake bite, but I I felt like hell for several days. I have a small scar from the spider spider bite. That one worried me more. From the knee down, my leg was black, purple, and red.
0: Took over a month
1: to heal, and I am convinced changing out to a new comfrey uh, poultice every four hours. The first couple of days is what kept it from being far worse. I've seen brown recluse bite scars, which were huge, even many years after the bite. Uh, This person says, I was bitten on the forearm by a black widow spider. It didn't hurt at all, but after a couple hours, the spot bruised up and it looked like I had a golf, golf ball cut in half under the skin. Other than that, I felt fine. The only treatment I got was having a circle drawn around it by a nurse with a magic marker. Then she wrote the time of day next to the circle. That evidently cured me, but they made me stick around for observation anyway. After a while, I got bored and went across the hall to hang out with a guy who had been bitten on the finger by a copperhead. His hand was swollen up to twice its normal size, so his bite was the more entertaining of the two. I asked him if it hurt bad, and he said it only hurt from the swelling. They were observing him also. The swelling on my arm went down overnight, but I had a big purple bruise that took a couple of weeks to fade away. Other than that, no ill effects. Uh, This one, Reddit. Have you ever been attacked slash bitten by a deadly slash venomous animal? What's your story? When I was four and living in San Antonio, Texas, I was bitten by a brown recluse spider. The bite didn't hurt at all. In fact, I didn't feel a thing. It wasn't until half an hour later when I was walking home with my older brother that he noticed something was wrong with my arm. It wasn't swollen large enough that we couldn't remove my shirt without cutting it off, so we did. I then went to the doctor with my mom. They gave me an IV and ran a whole bunch of tests. The doctor came in and told my mom that I would probably lose my left arm. Thankfully, that didn't happen. I experienced a slight degree of necrosis around the bite, and it was nasty for a long while, but it eventually healed pretty well. I'm now 20 years old, and I still have a nice scar with a cool story to tell. Uh, This one, have you ever been bitten by a venomous animal? If so, what's the story? Back when I was about six years old, my family lived in a house with a large hill behind it. There was a lot of dry bush back there, but enough clear ground to make an ideal setting for games of make-believe involving mazes, labyrinth-like fortresses, or curiosity, curiously well-lit sewer systems. I got to know the area so well that I scarcely needed to look where I was walking, and I'd frequently rush around without paying too much attention to my surroundings. As a result, I have absolutely no idea where my assailant came from. One afternoon, when I was using a stick to fight imaginary monsters, I felt a sharp sting on the side of my neck. I quickly slapped and squished whenever it had attacked me, then went back to my quest, more irritated by the interruption than actually hurt. It wasn't until later in the evening that I gave the assault a second thought, when my parents, who had noticed the wound, scolded me for picking at what they assumed was a mosquito bite. You need to keep your fingers off of it, my mother told me. It already looks like it's getting infected. I insisted that I hadn't touched my neck, but nobody believed me, and I continued to receive it. Uh, Admonishments over the course of the next two days During that time a growing Section of my skin started to look like It was literally rotting away Which prompted a number of home remedies To be attempted when none of them seemed to have any effect I was finally brought to the hospital The nurse took one look at my neck and called for the doctor The doctor took one look at my neck Expressed his disbelief And called for the surgeon The surgeon took one look at my neck Booked an operating room and told my parents That I'd be going under the knife inside of an hour I've since been told that the progression of the venom and unwanted gift from a brown recluse spider had come dangerously close to entering my bloodstream. Had there been any further delay in excising the lesion, well, it might not have ended well for me. I still have a rather large scar on my neck, along with an acute case of arachnophobia, and I've learned to be much more diligent about examining those places where I might encounter a web. Unfortunately, I didn't get any spider-based superpowers, so I still feel like I got ripped off. Uh, uh. And then lastly, um, I have these cool maps and graphs. So, this is uh, number of venomous animals by country. Uh, The gray is no data. The green is less than 10. The orange-ish, like this here, is between 10 and 20. The red is between 20 and 30. The Darker red is between 30 and 40. The almost black is between 40 and 50. And the black is between is over 50. So you're looking at Mexico, India, Australia. What is that? New Guinea? One mm. of those is New Guinea. Um,
0: Thailand. Yeah,
1: Thailand. The areas around Australia here, India, whatever country that is, uh, Mexico. A lot of poisonous shit there. Um, the U.S. is between 30 and 40. Number of venomous animals. Um, oh, I didn't see Brazil. There is black. Uh, so the U.S. is kind of. We're not. We're we're kind of a little over the middle. Look at Canada though. Canada's Canada's nice. And then you've got Europe, which is pretty good, except for France. For whatever reason, there's a lot more venomous animals in France. Um, than the than the rest of Europe. Just move to Europe. And then Sweden and Finland up there—they're doing good. And then uh, these graphs. So most unique ways to die from an animal in your state. Let me let me make this big.
0: You dirty.
1: <laughs> and these will be on the website. Um, Animal-related causes of death above natural average in each each state. So. You can see the horse one is bitten or struck by larger animals. The alligator, bitten or crushed by larger reptiles. The snake, contact with venomous snakes and lizards. The wasp, contact with hornets, wasps, and bees. The scorpion, contact with other venomous arthropods. Whatever this is, bitten or stung by non venomous insects and other non venomous arthropods. What is it? It looks like a tick almost. I can't see. Uh, this little wolf, bitten or struck by a dog. And then the spider, contact with venomous spiders. So you can see. Um, The map here. Illinois has the gator. So we're more likely to be bitten or crushed by larger reptiles. California and Georgia. I don't know. Gators? Snakes? Hang on. Bitten or crushed by venomous... Uh, Bitten or crushed by larger reptiles. Uh, California and Georgia are the only two states where uh, contact with venomous snakes and lizards is the most common. Looks like Texas and... Um, uh, North Carolina, contact with other venomous arthropods like scorpions. Interestingly enough, Arizona, which has the highest number of venomous animals in the United States, uh, you're more likely to be bitten or attacked, uh, bitten or struck by a dog in Arizona than actually any of the crazy shit that lives there. Even New Mexico, you're more likely to be bitten or struck by larger um, mammals. I thought this graph was pretty interesting. Florida is the only state on the map, too, where bitten stung by non venomous insects and by other non venomous arthropods is the most common. Now, Florida's weird. And then Tennessee, um, contact with venomous spiders.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Uh, when I lived in Tennessee, there was like this story in the newspaper about a family that moved their bed frame and found a family of like 13 black, brown recluses.
1: Jeez. Just, just hanging out. Just burn it down. Just burn down that house. Just
0: hanging out.
1: Oh. Uh, this one is deadliest average, or deadliest American animals by average annual deaths. Number one is deer. Number one is deer. Yes. Deer and certain flying insects are responsible for the highest number of deaths in the <laughs> U.S. Running in front of your car and causing car accidents, I'm uh, sure. Or getting attacked by deer, I'm sure they're not. Those antlers
0: aren't to be messed with.
1: Uh, beer so deer is at 120, um, 120 annual deaths. Bees, wasps, and hornets Bees. is at 58, dogs, 28, mm. cow, cows, yeah, at 20, big. horses, at 20, black widow spider, seven, mm. bear, one, alligator, one, cone snail, one, mountain lion, one, shark, one, rattlesnake, 0.23. Mm. Uh, copperhead snake point 0.1, wolf 0.18, coyote point zero 0.06, and coral snake point zero 0.03. That's pretty neat. And then there's one more graph. This is, uh, what are your odds of being killed by an animal? It's not specifically referring to venomous animals. Um, this just animals in general. So it ranges from 1 in 674,000 to 1 in 8,184,000. Mm-hmm. See, the uh, state that has the darkest red is Montana. So in Montana, 1 in 674,600, 674,600 of being killed by an animal. Um, Illinois is on the uh, least uh, list here. It's um, number 33, mm-hmm. Illinois, 1 in 2,499,000. Uh, Some of these white states, insufficient data, but Montana, Texas, Idaho, Alaska, Wisconsin, West Virginia, and Tennessee are all the ones that are like, watch out, and maybe Arkansas. Those are all the ones that are highest on the list. Odds of being killed by an animal. Those, uh, Those were all just kind of bundled together, so I thought they were interesting. I like graphs like that. I know you do. Oh, world's deadliest regions. America, you got deer. Southeast Asia. I'm you got, falling asleep. You got cobras. Africa. You got mosquitoes. And Australia. Number one is box jellyfish.
0: Mm.
1: Ever heard of barking squirrels? No. That was the next article that I was suggesting I read. That's all I prepared.
0: Oh God, I'm so sleepy. We you get a beer.
1: Fan. Oh my god, if
0: I'm so oh, if I didn't have to drive.
1: Oh yeah, you would drink like half of it.
0: It's so tasty. Oh my god. It's so delicious. It's so good. I would have finished it.
1: Very sweet, uh jammy. Jammy. Jammy, thick. Thick. Uh, just very fruity and sweet and delicious and pleasant. Not too crazy, not too strong, not too intense.
0: And the beer was good too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like the mouthfeel. On uh, on the beer. It's good, enjoyable. casoda has got a pointy pointy tail. It's sharp on the end. Good to know. You liked it?
0: Yeah, delicious. Excellent. Well made.
1: Fantastic. Thank you to the one person who stuck around and watched us this entire episode. You can see our our viewers on the screen over there. Um, uh, just a reminder: you can watch. You can watch all of these uh, episodes. Uh, We stream them usually Fridays. That's when we've been streaming them Fridays in the evening. You can watch them live as we record them. And then the episodes get edited. And then we release them every Wednesday at noon, Central Time, Wednesday, 12 p.m. Central Time. Every Wednesday, new episode. You can check those out on our website, beerandfearcast.com. Click on Episodes. um, Or you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're on there. And then you can stay up to date on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we release the photos of our beer, the breweries, and then uh, when we release the new episodes, what we talk about, and the links, et cetera. So keep up to date with those. Check out our website. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. Episode 86, Venomous Animals. How a good day. Very good. Hello.